We're giving Coach Speak a whole new meaning. This is Coach Speak on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. This is Coach Speak. And, of course, we are brought to you by Buildings by Design. Rent is going through the roof. And for many people, building their own office space, shop, or even their house is more affordable. That's where Buildings by Design comes in. Get a hold of them at buildingsbydesign.com. Check out some of the awesome projects they've completed on Facebook. A lot of basketball going on right now. I had a a great weekend of high school sports along with college. And we're going to kind of combine the two, but uh, uh, let's waste no time. We're going to go to the Clearwater Products hotline right now and catch up with Darren Reese, the head coach of the Mead Mavericks, who had a terrific game against Palmer High School Saturday with a 78-61 win. And uh, they move on to the great. Grade eight, uh, always uh, great to be playing this weekend. Coach Reese, how you doing today? I'm pretty good, Coach. How are you? Well, your weekend had to be pretty good after that uh, uh, Saturday performance. Man, your guys must have played uh, really well. You know, on paper, uh, this probably should have been a two to three point game, and Palmer highly regarded down from the Springs, and you guys, uh, you guys took it to them. Way to go! Yeah, thank you. Uh, we started off uh, really, really strong, um, twenty-four to five in the first quarter, and just kind of pretty even the rest of the way. But uh, yeah, proud of our group. Uh, we came out and defended, um, and Matthew Angelo got pretty hot for us early in that first quarter, um, and then everybody else chipped in, and uh, really, really good effort. Uh, th- that's terrific. Uh, d- did they one three one you? They did. Uh, they did in the second quarter, kind of when we okay. jumped out, um, and then we were able to actually called a timeout, and they went back man to man and didn't come back to that until the start of the third quarter, where we had talked about it at halftime. Our spacing was better and, and able to get a couple looks, um, good looks, and they they backed out of it, and they they did a good job pressuring the basketball in the the second half. Um, and but eventually our guys just handled it really really well and and made enough that's made awesome. enough in the end yeah that's awesome you know historically they've been noted sometimes you know even going back way back to the Dan McKiernan days of uh, mm-hmm. that that one three one zone that they were so well known for throughout the throughout the year so I was just curious on just how they tried to attack you but uh, hey it comes it's always a benefit coming out and shooting the ball well coach uh, yes yes it uh, it definitely is I think the confidence obviously of, of the shooter is big but but it's just nice to see the ball go in the hole and um, and I think you know for us all year uh, defensively um, is kind of where we've we've been really really strong and I think that the confidence of getting a couple stops early um, that for us it, it gets us going offensively and um, but yes making shots makes the game a little bit easier you know coach when you jump out 24 to 5 in the first quarter you know a tendency a lot of times for kids is to let their guard down you know obviously you guys mm-hmm. did not do that uh, what, what were some of the key moments even in the second half just to go on and, and protect that nice lead and uh, get the job to the finish line 
You know, I think it's just uh, 100% credit to our kids. Uh, just their their positive talk and timeouts or, or in between quarters, like just the the mentality of we've got to keep going, we've got to keep um, pressing, and we're not, you know, trying to hold on to anything. We're trying to get the next bucket and the next stop. And I think, you know, in the into the third and a little bit of the fourth, um, Palmer did get a little bit of momentum. Um, with some turnovers and the crowd and, and maybe maybe a few calls. Um, but then we got to the free throw line, and, and like you mentioned earlier, when the, when a shot goes in, that, that kind of settles everybody down, and it settled us down, and um, we were able to kind of pull away again at the end. I think they had it within 12. But um, but our guys, our guys, we just have a, a group of tough-minded kids, and, and um, I think it really, really showed on Saturday. And coach, uh, you know how important was that uh, that crowd for you guys? Because even though it's the eight nine seed, uh, getting to host is is can be an advantage. And I know you get great support at Mead. Uh, just talk about your crowd a little bit. Yeah, that was a huge, huge thing for us. Um, just being able to play that at home, we've we've always uh, had a good crowd, um, great community support over the last 15 years since, since I've been here, um, our, uh, community comes out and supports our kids. And I think that was huge. Just the familiarity with the gym and the, just the pregame stuff. I think it just makes such a difference. Um, not having to get on a bus and go somewhere else, just being comfortable at home. So that and the crowd, um, I think, I think it, it certainly helped our start. Well, and coach, it's on to the Coliseum. Uh, nothing new for you guys, but uh, uh, you get a take on the number one team, Northfield, uh, who's not, you know, they don't have the tradition and a very talented team. But uh, how do you approach this week, starting with today with practices uh, on to, uh, let's see, you guys play Saturday, do you not? Friday. 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 So your your yours yep. is Friday. Four A. That is right. Four A is Friday. So somewhat of a normal week with with a Friday game. But uh, what's your approach this week as far as practices? Yeah, um, you know, today will just really be about us and just continuing to build. We do well and a little bit of scout stuff in there. Obviously, um, understanding and understanding of what they want to do defensively and offensively we'll touch on that today and watch a little bit of film and a little bit more on Northfield on, on Tuesday uh, back to us on Wednesday and then Thursday a little bit more film our traditional game sheet and um, so we'll try to make it as normal as as possible and it's a message I think our guys have really bought into is um, taking advantage of these next four days of practice we're not we're still not as good as I think we can be or as sharp as I think we can be. And our guys have, have bought into that. There's there's things we can learn from the, the Palmer game that we can improve on and, and, and fix uh, this week. And I think having that mentality and, and not looking forward to uh, Friday, but really focusing on today is 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 going to be key for us. No, absolutely, and and Friday, of course, uh, a ten fifteen start time. Uh, absolutely, as coaches, you have no control over that, but uh, that's just a different starting time on a Friday. Yeah, that'll be a little different. Um, 
Last year when we played down there on Thursday, we had a had the eight thirty p.m. tip, which actually I think we tipped off at about nine fifteen. Yes, so, they're uh, never on the, time. No, no, we got the opposite. So um, we'll just yeah, we'll try to Thursday. We'll get in a little bit early before school, kind of get used to that, just getting up and and getting that b- basketball mindset. But um, just kind of where our school start time starts, we're gonna end up getting on a bus and heading down to the Coliseum about about the start of school. So it'll hopefully kind of just be another another normal day for our guys. And, and like I said, we'll try to make it as normal as possible and, and uh, go out and get ready to play some basketball. Uh, tell me, how about school-wise? Everybody does it different, but uh, is the student body dismissed to go down and support you guys? You know, I have not heard anything on that yet. Um, I'm guessing we will have a spirit bus. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, and, and you you noted about our community. I mean, they really, really support. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have a handful, uh, more than a handful of, of students and community members come on down. And uh, so, still kind of waiting on the details there, but I, I expect a, a good. Uh, good group of meat supporters there hey coach i'm biased but if we can uh cancel school for sub uh, uh sub freezing weather we need <laughs> to get those kids down there no matter uh, whether they're an athlete or not and make that the biggest crowd of the uh of the day at ten fifteen. so you know where i'm coming from buddy Oh, I do appreciate that. I, I totally agree, Coach. <laughs> so, uh, uh, hey, Coach, congratulations on a great year. But hey, hey, talk about just some of, some of your guys too on just how they've contributed throughout the season, and because uh, you've had you've had just great. Seems like to me uh, from the outside, uh, great team play chemistry. But uh, let's talk about some of your guys. Yeah, we have. We've got uh, we've got a strong group of seniors um, that have really kind of led the way. Um, Dominic McLawrence has been pretty consistent for us all year. Just kind of inside, outside, really good athlete. Um, hard to guard. He just he just does some different things. Um, and then Matthew Angelo Jr. Uh, he was the one that really really got hot in that first quarter. Kind of showed what he's capable of. Uh, just a good lead guard at about six three, tough minded kid. Guard, guarded Palmer's best kid and just stayed in front of him the whole game. Um, so those two have been our probably most consistent uh, players on both ends. But Avery Bacham is a as a junior, is about six four, and he's really really come on late. The confidence. Um, this is his first year at the varsity level. The confidence I've seen out of him is just had a huge impact on um, our success over the last month. And then rounding out our starting five is Kellen Tecu and, and Mason Williard, a couple of seniors that um, just lead us on, on both ends of the floor, just a couple of guys that make the right play, make the right decision, willing to take a charge, willing to uh, make the extra pass, both capable of hitting a shot or making a play too. So, um, yeah, we've relied pretty heavily on our – our starting five and uh, ever since Donovan Weiss, another senior um, tore his ACL uh, over break is only able to play in three games. So that really hurt our depth, but uh, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's been a great leader for us too on the bench, but uh, yeah, that starting group has been, been pretty special, especially over the last um, 
two or three weeks. Well, Coach, you're, you've had a special year and uh, uh, get a chance to move on, and we'll be wishing you the best. And uh, thanks for taking the time today. Uh, always rooting for you, man. And uh, hope, hope we can get a couple Northern Colorado teams into those finals. So best of luck, Coach, and uh, have a great week of practice. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you having me on and appreciate all your support. Absolutely. That is Darren Reese. Boy, he does a terrific job uh, for the Mavericks out at Mead and uh, uh, certainly enjoy having him take the time. and again, what what a great thing to be able to go to the grade eight, and it, it's just a lot of fun uh, for any kids to be there. But uh, hey, let's thank Amco, Fort Collins, and Loveland. Uh, this cold weather looks like we're going to have a little cold spell again tomorrow. If your car has taken a toll, get it to our friends of Amco, Fort Collins, and Loveland. They are here to help, and they will get it right the first time. Hey, we're going to take a break and come back with Colorado Mesa's Mike DeGeorge after these messages. The Hall Show is on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Scores, interviews, and more. Preps Rewind with Mike Danson. Saturdays at 10 on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. Hey, if you've been injured on the job site but not serious enough to get surgery, make that pain go away at Proactive uh, offices in Eaton and Greeley. Uh, visit them online at proactivecolorado.com. Go see Daryl and Todd, and uh, they will take care of you and get that pain to go away. Hey, join us now on the Clearwater uh, Products Hotline, the coach of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks, Mike DeGeorge. Coach, how are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Coach. Absolutely. Hey, you guys are on a nice run. You're uh, well over season all twenty three and three, nineteen and one in the RMAC on an eight game win streak. Uh, coach, we met over four years ago, and it's I can't believe how fast this time goes. But you've had nothing but success at Mesa. Uh, you know, what's your overall assessment of your team's performance this year? Well, we've obviously been thrilled with this group, and not only this year, but we've gotten this core group in place now for multiple years. And, um, you know, they just really adapt to adversity, and they're just tough, and they compete, and they're just very committed to each other and to winning, and it's just really been a special group that I'm just thrilled to be able to work with them every day. Man, only two more league games uh, left, correct? Uh, You're at Westminster uh, tomorrow night and then uh, home against Colorado Western. Uh, Does this season fly by to you as well? Well, it does, but, you know, we've spent – we were on the road this weekend and now we got to go back on Tuesday. (laughs) So it'll be be like 26 hours in a bus over five days, so – that part goes a little slower, but uh, yes, overall, it just seems every year seems to go a little faster, you know. But I guess that's showing our age, right, Coach? It, it certainly so. is, and of course, Westminster in Salt Lake, 
And uh, not one you can overlook. Boy, they had a great game at the New Mexican Highlands uh, and played them tough. And you guys over at New Mexico put up 116 and won 116 to 108. How fun was that kind of game as a coach just to see, you know, tremendous offense up and down the floor? Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game. They shot the lights out. We felt like we did a decent job contesting their shots, but they were just had a great night. And then their game plan was just really deny our shooters and just let Trevor Baskin uh, and uh, Christopher Speller, both front-range guys, just basically play two-on-two in there, and they combined for 64 points. So, you know, we were getting quick buckets. They were coming down there hitting shots, and – it was definitely an up uh, uh, up and down game. Well, well, Trevor, he only ended the night with forty three. You, you know, yeah. so did he have to ice his uh, arm and wrist down afterwards, or uh, you know, that, that's... well, a lot of those were uh, interior shots sure. too. But yeah, he was pretty wiped out, and then he got sick on the bus after the game. So his oh, he really battled through on Saturday to get through the game and and, and make another major contribution. But he's just been playing lights out. Uh, we've been without you know. Trevor and Mac Reniker are both probably the leading candidates for player of the year in our league. And unfortunately we lost Mac to injury. He hasn't come back yet. And so with the last two weekends, we've been playing without him, which Trevor's really stepped up his production to a whole nother level uh, with Mac out of the lineup. Will Mac be ready uh, for playoff competition coach? What's uh, his yeah, prognosis? We don't really know exactly the status yet and how long it's his timeline is for return. Okay. Uh, well, let, well, let's hope we get him back. Hey, I want to talk to you about the f- recent free throw record you guys broke. Uh, and correct me if I's, I'm wrong, but I believe you went 33 for 33 in a game and then knocked down the next 25. Incredible. So we went, so uh, the two weekends ago, we went 10 for 10 against Mines, then 23 for 23 against Metro. And then we okay. made our first 25 in a row against Highlands, uh, and it set a new NCAA record for all levels. The old Division II record, just to give you how uh, how unlikely of <laughs> a scenario that is, was 37, and we went for 58. I think the Division One record was 53. So okay. it was quite a remarkable accomplishment, especially for a team that we've been kind of frustrated we haven't shot three goals <laughs> better this year. So maybe it's the law of averages. Everything's just even and out. But, so uh, so your record stands at 58. Yeah, 58 straight. Isn't that crazy? I misread that on some information, yeah. but uh, uh, that's that's just kind of unbelievable when you think about it because your best of best free throw shooters, uh, you know, they, they can have a lengthy streak, but the odds and uh, to miss one is, is <laughs> I can't say it. It's just an unbelievable record. Uh Let's talk about free throws because we know how mental it can be. Uh, and, and you said you weren't shooting quite as well as you wanted to during the rest of the year. Uh, this is a great time of the year to uh, keep that trend going, Coach. Yeah, you know, psychologically it's an interesting thing. That record kind of coincided with uh, Mac's injury. And in some ways for this group, I think the expectations were relieved. We felt This group felt a lot of pressure to compete at a high level all year. And I think that with maybe that injury, it was like, oh, well, like now people don't expect as much from us. We can just settle in and play. So we've really just played lights out offensively these last couple of weekends. I think we're averaging right around 100 points a game. Um, 
you know, it's it's really been something to see. And, you know, defensively, Mac uh, is, was the returning defensive player of the year award, which he should win again this year. And, um, you know, definitely impacting the game there. And he's had a great year offensively. But guys have stepped up and been able to make up for his loss on the offensive end so far. Boy, if, if you can uh, make clips of how a kid plays hard. Yeah. Uh, man, throughout his career, uh, just been so impressive. And uh, there's, not, there's no thought process of, of not getting on the floor. This kid's always going on the floor. No, he's an all-timer in terms of effort. I've never, quite frankly, I've never had anybody like him and uh, probably never will again. And every coach that watches our team play <laughs> goes, that Matt Krenniger, man, he's my favorite, you know. And so uh, I think everybody just loves how hard he competes. And, and he's a Steamboat Springs product. And so uh, really, uh, Ben, just great. And this will be, this is his fifth year in our program. And it's hard to imagine life without him. absolutely but hey there'll be somebody else come along coach you you know we we hope so anyway but yeah what a great role model for uh intensity hey talk about this group of of seniors and and covid seniors and and things like that that you guys you know have put together a few years ago and just have continued to uh play well for you guys yeah, so on senior night on, on uh, Saturday, we will honor six seniors. Uh, they all have another year of eligibility. So we do have, you know, Reese Johnson, who you coached, is trying to want to go to med school. And so yes. he's going to graduate and move on. Levi Dombro, who's from Grandview High School in Aurora, is also uh, going to graduate and not continue to play. And then Trevor Baskin's been really honest, you know, for the last couple of years. His goal was is that he could, uh, you know, graduate from Mesa, which is very important to him and plays four years here and then use the COVID year uh, to see if he can get to like a power five mountain West kind of opportunity. If not, I I think he has interest in coming back, Um, but he's having a great year and I think he'll have some great options. And then we'll have three other guys that are kind of up in the air about whether they're returning or not. And we didn't want to not honor them um, in case they decide not to return. So a couple of them may go through two senior nights if we're lucky. (laughs) And that's always a good thing, you know, to to get (laughs) recognized twice. But, yeah, what what a special group. And uh, as, as I mentioned to you off the air, can't wait to see your team play. Uh, Saturday, gonna make the trip over to Grand Junction, and uh, you know, been saying this for four years now, and that's how time flies. And with schedules as a high school coach, uh, it always doesn't work out, but it's uh, hopefully going to work out this year. And really looking forward to your uh, team competing, uh, Coach. As you wrap up this, uh, you know, regular season this week, and and move on to playoffs. Uh, what is it about your team going into the playoffs that you're telling your guys, hey, this is something you know we have to we have to correct? Yeah, I really just think last year near the end of our schedule, we sort of got through the the most difficult part of our regular season schedule and in it finished with you know kind of um, teams in the bottom tier, and we sort of lost our edge a little bit. And then obviously Isaac Jessup got injured and really hurt. Uh, our, the makeup of our group there for a stretch, but like we've really just wanted this group to keep their edge, and I think you know Mac being out has helped with that. That this group feels a sense of urgency uh, to kind of prove we can continue to, to have success even with him uh, not currently playing. And so you know, to me, that's the biggest thing. And obviously, this road trip will have long term impact. I mean, it's just a lot 
of physical demands uh, and just wears you out when you're on the road for basically five days and traveling from Las Vegas to Mexico to Salt Lake City. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's really just about, you know, being able to just keep that edge about what we're doing. And, you know, we're playing so fast offensively. We've got some interesting stats. We're, we've, we've shot the least amount of two-point field goals of any team in the country this year. But we're leading the nation uh, in two-point field goal percentage. We shoot almost 70% from twos because we're just spraying it out. And then we're, um, you know, shooting a solid three-point percentage, but we're taking more threes uh, than pretty much anybody in the country. We're ranked second or third. And so it's led to the highest effective field goal percentage when you factor twos and threes together uh, of anybody in the country at any level right now. And so, you know, we've just really been this dynamic offensive team, and we've historically just been kind of this gritty, tough defensive team. And so for us to be able to put both of those things together on a given night gives us a great chance against anybody. Absolutely. And, Coach, you're playing at a little quicker pace this year, correct? Yeah, much faster. So one of the things we found is that, you know, if we could just free up our shooters to just let it fly whenever they have space, and then if we can just get the ball up, you know, all the analytics talk about how, you know, your shot percentages just go down the later you get into the shot clock. So we've really uh, pushed the ball aggressively, and we're hunting great shots early in the clock. Any any threes for our shooters, any inside-out threes for anybody else, or rim finishes. And our guys have really embraced it, and uh, so it's, it's really allowed us to play at a much faster pace. Hey, Coach, there's been a lot of controversy in Colorado uh, over the shot clock in high school, and of course all the coaches, I should say most of the coaches, are in favor of the shot clock, and yet it has kept keeps getting voted down uh, based on other reasons. Uh, you have, I think, 14 Colorado kids on your roster. Is there a big adaptation a process that takes takes place from your high school recruits into the college game uh, because of the shot clock? I mean, honestly, you don't even know it's there, to be honest. Like, it's rarely, like, they got went through this thing where, you know, they'd only reset it to 20 seconds. And honestly, you know, if, you, if there's a foul or uh, the ball's given out in the front court or whatever. And so, you know, so half the time you're starting a possession with only 20 seconds. And you just adapt really quickly. And most teams now are playing fast because of the analytics. And I think it's a shame that Colorado hasn't done it. Um, I get that it's not really an X and O or a basketball issue. It's more of a logistical concern that people are trying to work out. But it's a needed step in the game. There's just no reason to allow teams to just hold the ball. Um, it should be about participation. And part of participation is actually playing the game. And so um, I think that if they did it, they would adapt very quickly uh, there's no reason that high schools would not be, I would say, a month into the season, people would forget it's even there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you uh, anymore, Coach, and uh, just kind of wanted your take on that. So, uh, C- Coach, tell us about now, with with the trip back and the, and the long trip, and now you go to uh, Salt Lake here tomorrow, uh, how do you adapt your practices once you get back for a Saturday game? Is it just, you know, very light? Will you have one hard and a light? Uh, What's your approach? Yeah, well, you know, we do have a very veteran group, and we are playing fast. So we've really been very conscious of their legs, just both mentally and physically, just trying to give them as many breaks as we can, but yet keep that edge. And, you know, as you know, there's no, no one has the exact formula for that. But uh, and every team's a little different. But this group is very mature and can handle breaks. And they, 
you know, if anything, we got to keep him out of the gym. Like Isaac Jessup, you know, obviously who you coach. Literally, we Good have luck. to kick him out of the gym. We're like, Isaac, that's enough, man. You're not going to have any energy for the game. You know, you got to like, you know. So that's how hard of a worker he is. And and Reese Johnson is uh, the same way. And we have other guys uh, that are that way as well. And so, um, you know, really just trying to manage that is important. So we'll give him Wednesday entirely off. Um, and then on uh, Thursday and Friday, we'll kind of see where we are tonight or tomorrow night as well. So we didn't, pra- we normally practice in the mornings. We didn't practice this morning. We decided to just get the court at Westminster tonight when we arrived. Um, and we'll do kind of a light practice shoot around, you know, kind of a uh, kind of feel to it. And then we'll have that tomorrow and then we'll play. And we'll kind of have to monitor where they are depending on how hard we go on Thursday and Friday. Uh, but yeah, we're, we'll be very conscious of that. And, and I don't know that I've ever put out an exact formula that works because, you know, people respond differently in different circumstances. But, uh, you know, I don't know about what's your experience with that. Question. Well, I'll tell like, you what, if we figure it out, yeah. it'd be a bestseller, Coach. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> never, never have figured it out. But, uh, hey, Coach George, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, best of luck tomorrow. Uh, you know, you guys finish strong this regular season. Looking forward to you guys heading into uh, playoffs, obviously, and uh, anxiously awaiting to see you and the guys Saturday. Well, looking forward to see you on Saturday. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is Coach Mike DeGeorge. What an outstanding job this guy has done at Colorado Mesa. Just turning in, turning Colorado Mesa Mavericks into a uh, perennial power. Uh, just they play the right way. They play fast. They share the ball. Uh, play great defense and a great program uh, to model after. But uh, Mike DeGeorge of Colorado Mesa. Uh, we'll take a break and we will be back and uh, go over some of the state playoffs here in Colorado after these messages. and 1310 KFKA. Nico Medved, Isaiah Stevens, Nick Clifford, the CSU Rams. Will they be dancing in March? Follow along with us on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back on this Monday. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. Hey, Mario and Destiny Gomez are the owners of High Desert Irrigation, formerly Alliance Irrigation, and they want to save farmers and ranchers' backs across northern Colorado. When you get a rinky sprinkler on your farm, not only do you save the pain from irrigating, you also save up to 60% in water usage. Uh, get plans to get that sprinkler on your farm by calling 970 970- Three five three sixteen twenty one. Hey, some great action this past weekend and uh, past week in high school basketball. Let's just cover some of the grade eight and results from uh, last week as far as what teams had to do to get to the grade eight. Let's start with 4A as we had several northern teams uh, involved in this. Uh, these two aren't northern teams, but Kent Denver, they are the number one seed in 4A currently. Uh, they took on number 16, 
Pueblo Central uh, and defeated them 96 to 51 in a blowout. Uh, in an upset out at Severance High School, DSST Green Valley, uh, they upset the Silver Knights 57 53. So Kent Denver and DSST Green Valley, they advance in 4A. To the Coliseum, uh, they will play Saturday, and uh, that game will be at ten fifteen. Uh, elsewhere in in four A, Colorado Academy, the fifth seed, uh, defeated Peak to Peak fifty seven forty one, and Pagosa Springs uh, they defeated last year's uh, state champions Holy Family fifty one forty five. So Colorado Academy will meet Pagosa Springs uh, Saturday. And that game scheduled at 5.30 p.m. Uh, two local teams battling it out. Uh, Resurrection Christian Fort Lupton didn't turn out to be very big of a battle as uh, Resurrection beats Fort Lupton 75-45 to advance. DSST Montview, uh, they... Uh, played Aspen, the number 10 seed, and they advanced 67-65. So it'll be Resurrection Christian against DSST Montview uh, Saturday at the 115 contest. Riverdale Ridge, uh, they're ranked sixth. Uh, they beat Cole Ridge, the 22nd uh, seed. Cole Ridge had previously upset Sterling uh, to get to that game, but Riverdale Ridge uh, 68-43 winner, and then Lutheran over another DSST team. I don't know how many there are, but there were three involved in the 4A Sweet 16 playoffs. So Riverdale Ridge advances uh, number six seed. They will play Lutheran number three. That should be a really intense uh, ball game. Both those teams have the ability, uh, certainly, to move on and beyond. That game will be at 8.30 p.m., which means It'll probably be about 9.15 uh, p.m. down at the Coliseum. So that's a look at your uh, 4A state uh, sweet uh, 16 winners and advancing to the grade eight. Uh, in 5A, and of course we talked to Darren Reese, the head coach of the uh, Mead Mavericks as they advance, but uh, they will take on Northfield. Northfield, we thought this game might be a little closer. They uh, played number 16 Longmont. We felt Longmont could possibly control tempo. Not a chance. Northfield, a huge 60-25 to uh, winner over the Trojans. And Mead, of course, we talked to they played a uh, good Palmer team and they win 78-61 so it's going to be number one Northfield against number eight Mead uh, and and that will be Friday at uh, 10 15 in the morning uh, Silver Creek thought coach uh, Bob Banning's team might get Dakota Ridge. Uh, they were the number five seed, but uh, Dakota Ridge upset Silver Creek 75-61. And they will go on to take on Mesa Ridge, who defeated the Green Mountain Rams 65-59. So Dakota Ridge, Mesa Ridge, the two ridges will play at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Vista Peak Prep, a new school on the scene. Uh, impressive win over Discovery. Discovery Canyon, Vista Peak Prep, the number two uh, seeded team. They will take on the number seven, Ponderosa. Uh, Ponderosa out of a very tough league. Uh, they beat 
Montrose 7757. So it's Vista Peak Prep and Ponderosa at 830 uh, Friday. Uh, that will not start at 830. They're never on time. And then Windsor locally, the Wizards, uh, they get a nice uh, time. They play at 115 Friday. Uh, they just defeated Thomas Jefferson 65-49, and they will take on Lewis Palmer, the sixth seed, and they, as they defeated Grand Junction 57. So Lewis Palmer, Windsor at the Coliseum at uh, 115. So it should be some great action in 4 and 5A. Uh, 6A, I'll tell you what, it's pretty much the Continental and Centennial League, folks. Uh, just real quickly, Fruit of Monument will play Eagle Crest, and then uh, that will be a 2 a 5:30 game, and these guys play Thursday, and then Rock Canyon neighbors with Thunder Ridge uh, out of the Continental four and five seeds. They will play at 10, 10 15 Thursday morning. Smoky Hill Mountain Vista, another Continental Centennial League team. Teams they play at 8:30 Thursday evening, and then rounding out the 6A bracket, Valor Christian Chaparral uh, they will play at 1:15. So seven of the eight teams in 6A come from the Continental or the Centennial League. Um, Actually, six of eight, because Valor, even though they are in Highlands Ranch, they do not play in that league. Uh, should be a lot of talent on the floor throughout Thursday. Hey, we need to take a break, and uh, we will be back to conclude a little high school wrap-up as far as uh, results and games being played this week. and abs insight on the hull show weekdays 11 to 2 on 103.1 and 1310 kfka uh welcome back to coach speak uh as we wrap up the show for today, hey, had the uh, privilege of being out at Highland High School uh, this past Saturday uh, to watch Highland battle Strasburg in both boys and girls. And uh, Highland comes out the winners, and uh, they get the number six seed overall in 3A uh, basketball in regionals. Now, they just defeated Strasburg, so what does Strasburg get seeded? Number 11. So guess what? In the same region, Highland will first play Bennett at uh, 6 o'clock Friday. Strasburg takes on the 22nd seed Fountain Valley. And then we're going to see a repeat Saturday of last week's district between the Highland Huskies and Strasburg. So, uh uh, boy, that will be a battle. It was a battle down to the end this past uh, Saturday, so would expect nothing but the same this coming Saturday. Be interesting to see if any adjustments are made or uh, j- just how 
things work out for those two schools. But now the state birth on the line uh, to get to the final eight. I want to thank Darren Reese, uh, the terrific coach from Mead, as his Mavericks had an impressive win over Palmer. And uh, they advance uh, to take on Northfield, the number one seed. And, of course, Mike DeGeorge, the fine coach of Colorado Mesa, as they finish up regular season. Hey, stay tuned for the whole show. We love you, Northern Colorado.